Joyce, can I call you instead? Hi, welcome to Can I Call You Instead, where we talk about things in which texting just won't do. We're your hosts, I'm Lorraine. And I'm Joyce. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about moving in together with your significant other. So today's podcast format is going to be a little different. I'll be interviewing Lorraine on her experience of moving in together with her significant other since she's currently the only one um, living with her boyfriend. And Lorraine will be sharing some tips of what she's learned so far. So let's get started. So the first question is, um, Lorraine, why don't you give our audience a little brief intro of like, when did you move into your, when did you move in with your boyfriend and how long have you been living together with him? Um, my boyfriend and I have been dating all together for almost four years. And I will say the move-in process for me um, moving into his apartment was more gradual. It wasn't really like overnight. I, it just mm-hmm. happened. It started like me staying like um, for half a day and then me staying for like one night and then me coming back, staying for another night. And then it was like consecutive nights. And it was like when I had like some change of clothes and like a toothbrush here and then, like, eventually it just became natural. Like, sometimes I would spend my weekends here. Sometimes my, my weekdays here. And then I think it was ultimately until we were together about a year, a year and a half-ish, okay. where I would live with him during the weekday and mm-hmm. go back to where my mom lives during the weekend. And then I think maybe two and a half years ago, I fully moved in with him. Did you have, like, a like a conversation with him about moving in together like how and how did your parents react to it we I did not have a conversation with him it just naturally happened and I think this is why like it happened quite naturally which is why I think like our move-in process was very gradual which is why I really like it wasn't really like oh we're gonna move in together tomorrow Mm -hmm. um and back then the reason why I wanted to live with him because proximity of my office of my old job it was um downtown Vancouver Cole Harbor and mm-hmm. I lived in Richmond so it's really far for me to transit every day um and especially when I needed to do some projects or campaigning I would be driving around quite a bit mm-hmm. so um that's when I decided to be with him during the week and then go back to live with my mom during the weekend and my mom was quite um she didn't really say anything and I think this is the thing to preface my mom is very open-minded she's Mm -hmm. not um, like a typical Asian yeah she's not a typical Asian Chinese mother who's very um conservative my mom's very open-minded if I give her a reasoning of why I wanted to do things she would usually be okay with it if I just let her know why I'm doing it um and I think she gives me enough freedom I can actually pursue things that I actually do want. So it was quite, it was, I, I would say my, my experience, my process is, um, is good. Overall, I would say it's quite great. Oh, and like, how, like, how did it happen other than like it being gradual? Like, wh- when was like the deciding factor for you? Like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to move from just like staying over every so often to like completely moving in with him fully. Um, I think for me, it was more about um, assimilation of the two different lives. So it's like you and this other person, how can you cohabit under a roof together? It's Mm -hmm. more so that you have to be, first of all, I was comfortable enough to be living with this person. Mm -hmm. I was able to um, take in their, um, some of their, I guess, habits that I did not appreciate 
they probably took in all the habits that they not they did not appreciate having me here so it was more like a give and take kind of situation where you kind of have to understand like oh this is what it's gonna be like if we were to move in together and after you realize that I think then was when I realized like oh, okay I'm mentally ready to be with this person like 24 7 essentially like being under the same roof sleeping in the same bed eating our meals together spending a lot more time together and also at the end of the day it's also about like being quite responsible for yourself I feel like because to me living with your significant other or just moving out and being with a roommate it's it's a big step in your life so you have to be responsible for yourself that like you're comfortable with the decision that you're making Right, of course. And I feel like in the beginning, it must have been like really nice. But what were some like challenges you faced when you started living with your significant other? That's a really good question. I think, um, like I mentioned, the life habit part was a really different thing. So to me, um, I, I was I was back then, I was a very OCD person. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend is not an OCD person. So there were a lot of the times that I would not be happy of things that happened. For example, dishes being in the sink for too long. Mm-hmm. Him not doing his laundry, like, all the time. Which is, like, a guy thing, which I understood later on afterwards. It's just, like, oh, that's just a guy thing. Um, but learning to accept those, essentially. Those were challenging because if you were to live by yourself, which I have before, your mm-hmm. place is just yours. You're just by yourself. You can do whatever you want. Um, how you de- like decorate it, what furniture you get, even like for me also to preface, I've moved in to my boyfriend's apartment. So I, I needed to understand that the challenge for me was that some of these things that he had was already a given mm-hmm. like, where he lived, like the location of it. For example, right. I'm very lucky that my boyfriend lived like his apartment is in a very nice place. And also at the end of the day is you got to understand that the challenges are not also like getting into a fight and then like how to resolve it. But I think some of the challenges is just like really, really like habit wise. Mm -hmm. Like even if you were to live with a girl, like I've had girl roommates before and then they they would have their hair everywhere in the washroom. And I get so upset when I see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're living with like a, like when you're living with a boyfriend, like a guy, they're probably upset at you just for like having a little hair on the same. Yeah, because they're so, used to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think those challenges are more habit-based and mm-hmm. more, um, yeah, they're more habit-based and like how you are as a person. So you probably have to let some pieces of your beliefs go in order to assimilate. And then they're probably letting go some of what they believe in too. What, Did what it they- hinder your relationship when you first started moving with in with him and like experiencing these challenges like did it you know like fluctuate your relationship in any capacity yeah definitely I think um good and bad the good things was that I was a lot more patient because I was able to understand like if you're gonna be living with this person you have to be mentally prepared that like you need to be patient with a lot of the things because changes are gonna happen Mm -hmm. so changes whether it be good or bad you have to be willing to accept it um And I think it helped me and my boyfriend a lot because we were able to spend more time together and because we, like, we both really do enjoy similar things. Like, we both really do enjoy watching movies. We both really do enjoy going out to have dinner. 
Um, and those are the things sometimes when you do not live together, you can't do a lot of at the same time. You can yeah. only do like one or the other. But yeah. I think it really helped our relationship because maybe we would go out for dinner and then we would come home and watch a movie together. And then maybe like, I don't know, I, I remember back in the day, sometimes in, in the middle of the night, we would get a bubble tea and then like, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're able to share all these experiences together, which I think is the plus, but mm-hmm. also the the bad, the bad is that like, um, I do most of the cleaning, but he does the cooking because I don't cook. So probably for him, if he found a girlfriend that would be a great cook, they can split the cooking. But unfortunately, right. in my scenario, yeah, you I can't cook. cook, so I can only offer to clean. So there's definitely the good and bad. Mm. And like, do you feel like moving in together, you know, like, because obviously, I think like, in general, people have like the stigma, it's like, oh, before we get married, like, should we move in together? Like, do yeah. you think it was a good idea to move in with your partner with that, like previous to like getting married? Um, I, I, I think so. I think it's important because if you don't live together, you won't be able to learn about a lot of this person. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, I'm really comfortable with you. So we're recording this podcast when I don't look that great. Like, oh, yeah. and I there's a on my forehead. I don't have makeup on. My hair is messy. I'm in a really big hoodie. Like, this, these are some type of the things I feel like if you're constantly just seeing someone outside, not within their comfort of their home. Mm-hmm. You'll never be able to see this side of person. Right. Uh, like, for example, you're probably, you will probably not FaceTime somebody in a sports bra. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's my current situation right now because I just worked out and I'm so sweaty. <laughs> you know, like, I, this is what I mean. Like, because I'm so comfortable with you and you're so comfortable with me, we're able to do this but like I feel like if you're not able like we like me and Joyce haven't lived together of course but I feel Mm -hmm. like but if we were not really comfortable in this example I would not be able to show Joyce the side of me so taking it back to like the moving in situation I think what it relates to is that um just like some like simply sleeping schedules eating mm-hmm. schedules like all of these things like you it has to match to some point for you to be able to cohabit and make it a good experience mm-hmm. and so like in terms of a dating timeline do you think it's like there is something as like too early to move in with a partner or too late or like like what do you suggest would be mm-hmm. like an ideal timeline after dating for x amount of time to move in with your partner this is all very subjective to me I guess but in my opinion Mm -hmm. I don't think it's never too late if you're Mm -hmm. willing to do it at some point then yes I would maybe too late it's like oh we're gonna get married tomorrow and we're gonna move in today together Mm -hmm. maybe that is a bit too late um I would say too early for me I give a one year as kind of um, stabilizing yeah stabilizing a relationship I have thought in the past, like, felt like all the relationships that have lasted longer than a year were stable. Some of them did not go to the point where I had to move in this with this person. But definitely those relationships that lasted less than a year, I never crossed my mind that I would be ever be able to live with those people. Mm. So, and like, if, a one year is, like, your threshold. Yeah, and say. I think it's just, like, you can go through the four seasons together um you can travel together you have the time to do like a lot of those things that would make living together much easier and get like a glimpse of what it's like before you actually commit to it Mm -hmm. um and I guess we'll talk about the other details later but right I think 
a year? A year? Before a year might be too early. Okay, yeah. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what would be some of your key tips uh, that you want to share after living with your significant other for, you know, the time that you have lived with him? Yeah. Um, I guess first thing is, like, um, don't do it for the money. Mm. It's like if I'm dating you and then both of us live in a separate location and because we're saying like oh if we live together it would save us money Mm -hmm. then we're gonna move in together I don't think Mm -hmm. you should do that because um it's not really for a financial reason that you should be living with somebody I mean it's great that being financially independent is good but then I don't think being like like it's not like moving together is not a budget-friendly activity Mm -hmm. sometimes it probably would increase your budget at some at some points you know like yeah like depending you on might need to get a big, yeah like you might need to get a better play bigger place like you might need new furniture like all of that mm-hmm. um and then second I think is like I said before you have practiced living together before um this could mean like um being on a long trip together overseas um and then so meaning that you have a compatible schedule like for example if Joyce wake up really early in the morning. She wakes up at five, for example, and I wake up at nine. Then it means that four hours of the day are scheduled. I don't see this person. Yeah. Like you're probably four hours ahead of me because you wake up a bit earlier than me. Yeah. Um, I have a, I like, honestly, I have a great boyfriend because he waits to eat dinner with me and I got off work really late, but then we eat dinner at like eight o'clock. Like this might not be for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't be for me. No, <laughs> you would be hungry and hangry at like 6 p.m. Like, yeah, right, the latest, yeah, the latest that I eat dinner is like 6 p.m. And like, we've had this conversation with our other yeah. friend, like, where Lorraine thinks that she eats dinner early at 8 p.m. <laughs> and we're like, no, you eat dinner late. Like, you're the only person who eats it like that late out amongst all I know, of us. I eat dinner really late. It's not mm-hmm. that great, but. Um, so I think that's I think that's quite important because or else like you're never you can't enjoy the experiences of living together. Yeah, that's um, true. And I think third is maybe like you need to be transparent um, financially. Mm-hmm. So splitting the mortgage, splitting the rent, sharing food expenses um, and don't hide anything. Because I feel like, for example, if you're broke and you're not able to move in with someone, mm-hmm. don't buff yourself and try to move in with someone. That's like, mm-hmm. that's a bad example, but that's what I just thought on the top of my mind mm-hmm. is that if you are not ready or if you're not financially stable to do this, then don't do it. Cause there's no point of doing it. You're just going to be constantly stressed about like, how am I going to pay this month rent, blah, 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 et cetera. So before you moved in with your partner, like, did you have an open conversation about the finances? Um, again, I was very lucky because he has his own place. So he pays a mortgage. And then in the beginning, um, he didn't really ask me to pay anything because I wasn't living with him fully. Mm-hmm. And then um, I guess until we were quite stable and I was here all the time, mm-hmm. then we started sharing. Mm, okay. Yes. Um, and I guess to add on to that point is like a, a few things that's kind of like together is like when you're traveling together, I think one thing that I've learned is you need to travel to different places, different locations and different lengths, kind of like traveling with them alone, traveling with them and some friends. Like there's all these scenarios that I think you need to explore living with this person before you can commit just because 
a lot of things are situational and if you, they don't happen then you'll never be able to kind of get a glimpse of what it's like and um another thing is like dealing with each other's mess because like sharing the chores for example what is your expectation like if my boyfriend expects me to clean then I gotta clean mm-hmm. have you That's ever why- had arguments where you know like there was an imbalance in expectations uh and how no. did you overcome or deal with those? I think I think we didn't really have an imbalance because I think this is also the thing. I if I were to one day to cook for him, mm-hmm. it's positive because I rarely do it. Mm-hmm. If me one day cleans, I'd be very happy. Mm-hmm. But I guess in the beginning we were just very honest with each other mm-hmm. about I hate cleaning and he hates clean he I hate cooking and he hates cleaning so it was like a good a compromise per- yes okay. but to give you an example um when I traveled to Europe with my first boyfriend we had a lot of discrepancy in how we wanted to spend money and we were living in France for like together for about three three to four weeks oh, wow. and there was a lot of discrepancy about like what groceries to buy like for example this one was a big good example to you. If you like Whole Foods and your boyfriend like no frills, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's going to be like, that's an extreme example, but that's just one of the examples that, that I personally encounter. Like, I would no, prefer to shop at like a decent grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like in France, they were quite, because there were these like little dodgy markets mm-hmm. and there's like, um, there were like these um, Sunday markets and there were like grocery stores so for me I like to I like to I like to get my vegetables at the fresh market because like I could practice my French and I could see all these cool vegetables and then for like me and that type of things I would go to like a Carrefour or like a big supermarket mm-hmm. and then if I needed my Asian stuff I would go to like somewhere else to get it but then my ex-boyfriend back then was just like I would just go to the same place to get everything I was like, no, like we should go to all these different places and get all these different things. It's like every single place has their own unique, you know, offering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like that's like just very one small detail. And like also the other thing is like I like washing my sheets and like my covers and my pillowcases, all of that. I remember like we had an argument with my ex-boyfriend, like how often I was washing them. Because the ocean wash it as often you're doing it. Oh. Like, no but I want to wash it like twice a month I don't wash it that often now anymore but before I was just very like I just needed to be like squeaky clean so I probably wash it quite a bit right um and and then one day I was like washing vegetables with like lukewarm water and he was like no you can't wash vegetables with lukewarm water so like these little things you know what I mean it's just it like, adds like, up. yeah and then and then, then I realize I'm like oh my god like I can't live with you <laughs> Like, when you realize that there were so many challenges of living with your ex-boyfriend, like, did mm-hmm. you, did breaking up cross your mind? Like, uh, was it a, was it, like, a red flag for you? No, because I guess we were lucky enough that when we were in France, he was living in my apartment. So mm-hmm. I was still able to call majority of the shots because I paid the rent. Right. Um, But it's okay. We never ended up together or living together anyways, but... um. I remember one day I was crying in the washroom by myself because we had a fight about the stupid freaking vegetables. Oh my god, really? Yeah, like, it was just, it just crossed my mind. I'm like, 
are you really gonna pick on me for washing vegetables in lukewarm water right now like yeah. you know so and and I think to add it's like an ego thing like when you're living together you have to lower your ego a little bit because you can't always be right mm. like even in friendships you can't always be right yeah. like like remember when we talked about like me having an attitude towards a lot of things like okay. if you tell me I'm wrong I will accept it because I'm wrong I'm not gonna fight with you and be like no I am right and you are wrong yeah so I think that's the that's same true. thing with living together like if somebody tells you like if they gave me a scientific like explanation of why I cannot wash vegetables with lukewarm water for 30 seconds, sure, I will listen to you. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, if it's like a preference thing, then I'm not going to listen to you. Right, of course. It was in the winter. My hands were cold. I don't want to wash <laughs> it with cold water. <laughs> I don't know. So it's just like things like that. Um, okay. And I guess um, another thing, I, for- I lost count of my numbering already. Um, is to be comfortable of um, align on like what you're sh- going to be sharing on social media. Um, I'm quite a private person. I don't post a lot of things, mm-hmm. I guess. If, if for example, if my boyfriend was somebody that constantly took videos at home, showed where he lived, all of that type of things, I probably wouldn't be as comfortable because I probably wouldn't want people to know exactly where I live. Right, what, and exposure. Exactly, like how my desk look like, what sofa I'm on, what the building is like. And I'm, I'm sure you agree with me. It's just like, I, I don't think it's a good idea just to have full exposure. But for example, if I was a blogger or like if I was a YouTuber or something like that, then for sure, like it's my job. Mm-hmm. So I think you need to align on what can go public and what cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I guess another thing is you need to have a big, big fight with your boyfriend or a girlfriend before you move in with them. Is that what happened with you and your significant other? Um, yeah, we've had, we have, we, we've had a few big, big fights, like near to the, I'm going to break up with you almost type of fights. Um, and you have to recover your relationship from that because uh, like the, the real, the real, like I'm going to expose myself but the reality is sometimes when we get to in a fight I'm going to be in the bedroom crying and he will usually come in and apologize to me and ask me if I'm okay and I'll play yeah. difficult and annoy and say I'm not okay I don't want to talk to you whatever but like it's because we've survived a lot of big fights mm-hmm. in public even we've had mm-hmm. really bad fights in public too but we've we were able to recuperate and recover our relationship from those things and that's why I feel like now when we have a big fight, I, I can always know that if I were to go to him and say sorry, or if he were to come to me and say sorry, we will forgive each other. Mm. And you because, think like having a big fight prior to living together really helped like enhance the experience? Yes, I think enhance helped and kind of clarifies what it takes for you to recover from a big fight because it's only going to be harder if you're in the same roof uh, like under the same roof yelling at each other and having nowhere else to go mm-hmm. okay that's fair yeah so and I think same thing with friendship like you need to have a like if you have arguments you need to talk it out you can't just be like I'm not going to talk about it anymore and because then it never just sweep it under the rug it'll just yeah. build up yeah. yeah so I think same with this you need to have a fight you need to kind of recover fix from it and then go from there Mm, okay yeah and, and I guess like you also have a pet so yes how did that come about like especially when you're living with your significant other um 
I did that quite spontaneously. I do not recommend. <laughs> um, I was looking to get a dog for quite a long time. I would be showing my boyfriend like, oh, this dog is so cute. Blah, 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 blah. Like this. And I saw a dog one day. It was super duper cute. Went to see it with my mom and her family dog. And I just bought it. But people who know my boyfriend will know that he is a very welcoming and open-hearted man. Mm-hmm. So he accepted it. But I think he was I knew he was okay with having a dog mm-hmm. like if I bought a cat he would be like what the heck were you thinking because he's allergic to cats <laughs> so like you have to kind of know what your boundaries are and another thing is is your relationship stable enough for you to co-own a pet, a pet? yeah mm-hmm. um there's a financial burden to it um there is responsibility that is basically like a child you're like taking care of it needs the walks um you need to take care of it when it gets sick like I remember one time my dog was um puking and having diarrhea and I was crying on the floor because I did not know what was happening to him and I called my boyfriend and he was at the gym he rushed home immediately and went to the emergency like you need to have I feel like you need to both be on the same page um mm-hmm. for the pet situation because if I loved my pet and he absolutely hated it then I don't think we would have a good time managing this together mm-hmm. and do, so do you both share like all the burdens like financial responsibilities like of your pet or like how, um, like, how, did it, how does it come about we usually share like my boyfriend and I were quite good with splitting we usually just split most of most of the things mm-hmm. um I mean, I pay for my dog's insurance every month, which is not that much, but usually like for grooming, pet food, anything that comes like those regular things, um, mm-hmm. we usually split it. But I'm also crazy because I like to get clothes and toys for my dog that he necessarily does not need all the time. Those mm-hmm. things, I just make my own purchase because I am willing to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true you buy a lot of sweaters for your dog I know um and I guess um another thing to talk about is maybe like do not ignore problems in your past relationships Mm -hmm. um if your past relationships did not work I think you need to think about why they didn't work Mm -hmm. and then if you see signs that this current relationship that you're in and you're about to move in move in with this person have those signs of the things that did not work in the past then you really need to consider how you're going to fix it and how you're going to cope with it if you're going to live with this person. Um, So did you talk it out with your current partner of, like, any issues that you had with your previous partners? um, Well, a little different is my current boyfriend has haven't really, did not have a serious girlfriend before me, so I'm his first girlfriend. But, yes, I do remember telling him that I'm needy um I am quite loud I I like to go out back in the day and then I sometimes will get very annoying and he'll have to deal with it <laughs> and he's been a really he's been a trooper at dealing with a lot of these things but he didn't know that I was like quite needy off of that because I was gonna tell him like sometimes like if I'm and, I'm, and also the other thing is like we're both kind of lazy sometimes so that was mm-hmm. the similarity but the needy can get annoying, loud, likes to go out type of part. Like, you you need to let them know. Because what if your boyfriend is very against you doing those things? Right. And so was this something you disclosed to him right off the bat when you were seeing him? Or, like, when did you disclose these like these sides of you that you didn't necessarily want to, like, obviously let people know? Yeah. Like, um, 
I think a lot of these things uh, were exposed or were talked about during the times that um, I was slowly moving in with them. Like, mm, okay. if I were to stay here for the weekend because we went out together on Friday, then he would know that I go out and what my habits are. Um, the needy part is when you're, when he takes care of me when I'm sick, he mm. like, or like when I'm ill and I need things from him, then he'll know I'm a needy person. Um, so I think this is why you need to like stack it up. You can't really mm. just like move in together all of a sudden. Um, and another thing is like, I have a lot of stuff. If I moved in overnight, he probably would just nag me out and tell me to go because he probably would not be overwhelmed he'd be like why do you have so much stuff so I slowly moved in slowly moved my stuff over and now I have all Mm. my stuff here and then he's like why do you have so much stuff (laughs) but you know like so I think it's all of these things just shows you um it needs to be step by step like a gradual approach uh yeah like exactly like even even like you now like for example remember when we're talking about like going on a date like you know you slowly peel like how you are (laughs) like what you like like you're not gonna tell them everything right off the bat yes that's very true um and then I guess the last thing I want to touch on is this is kind of sad I guess or like not the most positive thing but it's something that you need to know is you kind of need to know what your exit strategy is meaning that um one day you were to break up with them or not to be with them anymore where are you gonna be where are you gonna live if Mm -hmm. you won't have anywhere to go that's a problem Mm mm-hmm and it's unfortunate to think like this, but I think because I'm a really realistic person, uh, right. and then everything happens for a reason. If one day my boyfriend and I are no longer together, where am I going to go? Because this is his place. Or if we co-owned a place, um, how are we going to let go of the lease? If we mm. bought a place together, which is, I have friends who've bought a place together and then separated, like, what are you going to do with it? So you need to think about these extra strategies just in case it happens. You're mm-hmm. not in a really bad position, if that makes sense. Right. So I guess like the fact that because you're staying with your boyfriend's place, I guess like you don't have to disclose like an exit strategy to him. But for example, for your friends who like co-owned a place with their partners, like is there some, is this something that, you know, you should be transparently talking to your partner with? Like, what would you suggest? Yeah, I think if I were me and I were to buy a place together with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. I think it would be one of those things that you talk about before you sign the contract, like when you're mm-hmm. negotiating legally, like if this is like part of like talking about it, like, oh, if one day we aren't together anymore, we should sell the place and split them split the game or like Mm -hmm. you know like or we should do this or we should do that I think it's definitely worth talking about because if you don't talk about it and one day it just comes at you suddenly you're in the bad position you probably would be in really bad shape to deal with complicated things like that but also it's just really unfortunate if I think about like if one of my friends were to break up and she'll be like oh I have nowhere to go Mm. has that happened like have you witnessed that before no but I've like seen it. I've seen it in movies and like read about it. I guess. <laughs> so it kind of just like like lets me know to like you know be, be cautious, be cautious, and be transparent, right. which I think is really important. And also just like not to be, not to just be, not to be like oh it's okay whatever. Like you need to like try to think about these things. Mm. Yeah, I feel like those are like all really good tips that 
you know, people don't necessarily think about, you know, prior to moving in, because I think initially you're obviously overly excited, right? Like, yes. you're like, oh my God, I'm moving in with my partner. It's like, a great experience. And I don't yeah. want to make this sound any, like, any, like, pessimistic or anything. It's an absolutely wonderful experience. And I totally do recommend it for people who are ready to move on to this step, because it's so exciting. And it's like living with someone, having a partner to, like, I don't know, like people like cook together. Not really in my opinion, but like Not you. Cooked, cook together. Like for me, honestly, the three best things, if I were to sum it up, that me right. and my boyfriend were the best is I get to, I really get to call this person my soulmate. Oh, you know, really like, cute. like you can't, you can't call someone your soulmate if you don't live with them, in my opinion. Mm, because like, you haven't seen all sides of No, them. like, I've done my boyfriend's laundry for a very long time. I've washed his dirty panties and socks. And I was willingly to do that because I, like, you know, you know, I was willingly to do that. We were, we are able, like, he basically gave up a portion of his Christmas budget so I can go buy a Dyson vacuum so I can have a better experience vacuuming the floors. Like, like the, like, like this, like, so number one, like you're, you're really able to call this person your soulmate and like in life because you actually do share everything, all your life experiences together. Like mm-hmm. when you're sad, when you're angry, you're going to come home. And if you're like living at home, you're probably going to cry to your mom or your dad or your siblings. But if you're living with our boyfriend, they're going to be like your rock. You're going to have to download to them like, hey, mm-hmm. this is what happened. Like, what am I going to do? And they'll have to like stick with you and go through it together. So I think that's like my top. And the second thing I think is um, you're, you're able to experience, I guess, what sharing really means. I never really understood what sharing really meant. Like, I know it's like, oh, I have a pack of candy. I'm going to share with my friends, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's how you learn sharing at a really young age. But as an adult living with your boyfriend, sharing is not just sharing candies. It's sharing happiness sharing sadness sharing like challenges right now like for example like if I had a really bad day mm-hmm. I, I would I'm gonna share with them why it was bad and it's right. probably gonna make their mood not so great too right. because I've passed on my negative energy <laughs> to them so I've yeah. shared but if it's something really happy I'm gonna share with them and it's gonna pass mm-hmm. so I think that's a part of living together too that mm-hmm. I realize like you're actually able to like share these moments or like these experiences together that you may not be able to if you're just being on a date with them like going to a dinner you know doing Mm. date stuff um yeah but then you do kind of lose the going on date type of feeling once you live with them because like do you think so like once you moved in with your partner do you feel like you guys don't go like do date stuff or like go on date nights anymore or as often uh it has definitely been less okay like I mean the date night I would consider mostly would probably be for us like anniversary valentine's christmas birthdays like Mm. big occasions I would say it's not like oh let's go on a date tonight and you know like for us it's just like yo do you want to go watch a movie tonight yeah sure let's go you know like (laughs) it's more casual yeah it's more casual or like oh my god this new restaurant I want to go try okay let's go so it's more like chill is not as like you know and you also don't need to like dress up (laughs) (laughs) um and I guess the third thing is 
you learn what real comfort is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to actually know like what is literally like being really lazy and ugly laying on a couch on a Sunday watching football that you don't even enjoy watching, but you're very comfortable. <laughs> because like you're already like to that extent with your partner yes yes and I mean like even if I were at my mom's place I would not be that comfortable really no well also because I have a younger brother that lives with my mother I don't think I literally can have like wear like I don't know wear something like you know not wearing socks sweatpants halfway up and kind of just like lay there and like oh you know (laughs) not a very hot moment but I think yeah so I think those were the top three things that I think I enjoyed the most living with a partner wow I feel like that was very insightful like especially for you know people who haven't um lived with a partner or like is considering it I think those were really helpful like and especially from my instance too I feel like I learned a lot so thank you for sharing your tips and like you know your experience of living with a partner I'm glad it helped um, but I think that wraps up today's episode of Can I Call You Instead? So make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you 